big mouth. That's it. Shit. Don't know when to shut the hell up. I'm moving it back a bit still. <laughs> All right, let's get started. All right, guys, welcome back. It's another episode of Two Girls and a Mic. This is season two, episode, I think, five or six. Can't remember because Love. certain people nah, nah, just nah, keep nah, missing nah. out on certain just, things, yeah? You could have just told me. I would have no. checked that out Why you. are you checking? You're supposed season to know. Season two, we are now... Season two, episode five. Why are you saying that's like you knew that off the top of your head? I'm just saying. That is the point that I'm I making. Check. <laughs> I just know what it okay, is. Okay, so it's season two, episode five. And Welcome we're back. back. Yes. We've got more things to talk about. It's been a it's been a it's been a bit of a week actually. A lot of things have gone on. It's so. actually episode four. I'm sorry, I made a mistake. Oh, <laughs> As you see? When you've got it there in front of your face and you still even now. No, because I didn't check. I just saw oh, it. It, it, it feels like a five kind all. of day. It feels like a five kind of day, but it's a four. Oh, Anyhow, so we were saying. Anyway. <laughs> this so is we'll, season three. <laughs> episode nine. Foolish, foolish, foolish. So what have you been up to then? Let's, get, been, let's, let's get the pleasantries out of the way. What have you been, been getting, doing? I've been getting on with my, you know, my basic arithmetic. <laughs> Of confusing episode of four confusing. and five. <laughs> <laughs> but apart from that, yeah. um, I've just been, you know, just out here acting cute, you know, just <laughs> just doing what I do, oh you know. God, no, <laughs> no, I've just been working really hard. I feel really run down at the moment. I am in the midst of oh, just, you know, a really serious trial mm. and it's... There's a lot going on in it. And of course, my client's very young. It's extremely young. Mm. And, you know, it's that same thing, that same, you know, there's stories behind the story. And it's just, you know, it's all very sad. So, and it's and it's actually very difficult, but difficult in that fun kind of learning yeah. way, which I kind of love. Um, and which matters to me as I get more and more senior in my, in my job. Um, but yeah, I just been just been doing that. Um, did I tell you about my weekend away in Barcelona? Have um, we had a, have we had a show I since think, then? No. Okay, so I went to my friend's birthday. Went we we went away for my friend's birthday, her fortieth birthday in Barcelona. That was a movie, and um, yeah, so that's really been it. I did that. What else I do? What else I do? Yeah, and then just working and then just getting run down and having a really bad sore throat today, mm. which feels like the start of something and I don't want it to be something. Living on the edge. Right? <laughs> That's me, rock and roll, baby. Living on the edge. No, I hear that. No, it's been a busy week for me. I've been trying to like plan, plot and scheme as per usual. As um, per. I've got my hosting, my first KTX spinning fitness event. And uh, <laughs> so I'm really excited about that um, Guys if you're interested Please go to my page At Miss Lala Works Click in the bio And if you're interested in spin Come down and spin enjoy Spin and walk up Yeah man I'm telling you It's hosted by myself But um, the actual class Is going to be taken by International viral sensation Keith Thompson So 25th and the 26th of March at eight o'clock, um, spin and then a step class and you can get your tickets still now. I do believe they're still on early birds. So if you get in there early, you can get mm -hmm. a good old price. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So 
yeah, I'm mad excited. And then other things are going really well in terms of um, work and stuff. It's just been um, tiring, just kind of piece everything together. But I'm enjoying it. So I can't complain too much. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I yeah. So with that being said, I'm just going to play a little intro to <laughs> something that I saw the other day. And I just thought this is really interesting. Cheryl and I are going to have to like, Deep, dig deep and get into this and it just made me think like really mm-hmm. really is this mm-hmm. where we're at mm-hmm. so hang on a sec let me just get it up all right hang on. 1999 miss candy boris tucker writes a song for a famous group by the name of tlc the chorus said a scrub is a guy who can't get no love from me hanging on the passenger's side of his best friend's ride Trying to Try holler at me. Holler that means you're not me. even significant because you're not the one driving. He could be a much better suit for you than a dude driving, but because he's not the one driving, you're out of the league. Do you think that most women in 2019 reference a TLC song from 1999? <laughs> <laughs> and that is all. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So who posed that second question? Why? I don't know. It's a young, it's basically, it's a, um, a panel de- debate show and there's about maybe six to eight guys that are on this debate show. Yeah, I think it's called We Are Eight or something like that. Yeah, it's like called that. The Eight Club. The Eight um, Club, that's it. Yeah, if you go online, you can actually watch the full, full episode. But I was really intrigued by this guy who sounded so passionate and so very much, I feel like I'm right in what I'm saying, so, like, how dare you pick the guy on, on the, the passenger, passenger side, side trying you know, to holler trying at, to holler at you. No like, <laughs> can we just say, can we just give a moment of silence for how much money Candy Burris made from that track? Yo. <laughs> money long. Yeah, yeah, right. Very long. You know, Candy don't play about. If you watch um, right. Real Housewives of um, Atlanta, you know, she don't play about with her dough. Mm-hmm. But I just thought it was a really interesting um um, topic to kind of pick up on simply because I know that Dane shouts out to Dane he actually does a little um, stand up about you know the song No Scrubs and how it kind of like messed with a little bit of um, uh, a few men mm-hmm. and they're kind of like what shall we say egos you know of women kind of just overlooking the fact that you know the guys in the passenger side and not getting no time of day blah 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 and I'm like this, as the guy rightly pointed out this song is from 1999. <laughs> Do you think a woman in 2019 is really referencing right. a song from 1999? So clearly this song did a bit of damage. The man actually went and named Candy Burris by her full full name, including the Tucker bit. Mm-hmm. So that means it's really like, Dane is probably onto something here because I didn't realise, I just thought, oh, this is Dane's little comedy piece. But clearly, the thing is, can we, like getting into it though, mm. this I felt like, although there's the literal interpretation <laughs> of the song, mm. like hanging, I felt like the hanging out the passenger side <laughs> of his best friend's ride, trying to holler at me, was more of a. Um, not an analogy, but it wasn't just, it's not just that one scenario yeah, that yeah, yeah. the song is really saying N-O to. It's mm. like saying, I don't want any scrub, Mm-mm. but you know, look, like a, a scrub is a guy who thinks he's fly. Yeah. And he's also known as a what? Buster. Buster. Yeah. Always talking about what he's got, but just sits on his bro. Like that's yeah. the reference yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they just took the car bit 
as to be the only bit (laughs) and then they just ran with it from 1999 up until 2019 how many years is that fellas that's 20 years ago what the hell let it go let it go be like Elsa let it go you can't be naming full people's names and quoting years and actual lyrics and then like being strong in that the thing is were, were guys really hurt by that it would seem so you didn't hear the passion coming from the man gosh i mean the thing is i remember at the time when um that song came out they had <laughs> didn't they have a, 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 a sorry a male response to it yes they the did pigeons. the pigeon yeah the pigeon and so what, you, ain't, like, you can't quote the the time and the date and the the song maker of that you can't quote but that the thing now. is the thing is you can't because I don't even remember it. <laughs> but the fact is, why are guys so bent out of shape when a woman determines this? I mean, this is this is really the question. Mm. Why is it? Why are guys so bent out of shape when a woman decides? No, that's not my level. Mm. I'm reaching here. Yeah. I am reaching for the driver. Yeah, yeah. Why is that so wrong? Why are guys like put out by women who 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 say? No, that's yeah. not my level. I want oh, there. That. And why mm. do guys? This is this is a co-joined question. Why do guys often start shrieking with their whole entire chest about women being gold diggers mm. when they don't even have gold? <laughs> plastic. Some of y'all. Some of y'all are plastic. Mm. <laughs> and you're already talking about if a woman wants to date here, mm. she's gold digging. But then let me even give you the real okie dokes. Mm. So what if she is? Mm-mm. Pew pew. <laughs> no, but for real though, what? So, so what is, is wrong is with thing. that? I, why? Why are we, why are why are some men so keen to have women doing struggle love? Mm. That's the real question. Oh, <laughs> you know what's interesting? I saw. Um, I don't know if you saw on the shade room. There's a clip of you know Sway Lee from um, what's the group? Uh, 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 that rapper. Uh, 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 uh. Uh, yeah, but uh, he's him. is it a group? Yeah, he's in a group. Um, I didn't know um, that. Ray Sh- Sh- oh, yeah. eardrummers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. So, um, wait a minute. The guy that did that with French yeah. is from there. Yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, did you not know? I didn't know that. Yeah, so anyway, so apparently he's having some sort of domestic with his girlfriend. So I think she filmed him in conversation with her on the phone. Right. And he was saying things like, you know, when... Um, you know, Chance the Rapper recently got married. Um, he was kind of quoting, not quoting, but referencing his relationship with his now wife, saying, oh, they went through X, Y, and Z, and he's, she stuck with him for this, that, and the third, and blah, 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 and she did this, and she did that, trying to basically blackmail his current girlfriend or guilt trip her mm. into staying with him, mm. even though he knows he's done a lot of fuckery to her, but mm. he was more or less saying that you need to stay with me through all of the shit that Mm. I've put you through because Chance the Rapper's wife did it and now they're married. I'm like, what is this thing that, why do we need to suffer in order to be with you? What what is that about? That's, 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 that's definitely the cousin of what we're talking about. Why do men, so, so, so you've got to do that, but then. In order to have this No, 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 but then, but then, but then. If if the woman is supposed to do that, mm. like like ride or die, basically, yeah. that's what he's talking about. Of course. Then if I'm gonna ride or die, I might as well ride or die with a dude that's 
bank accounts just and not in the passenger <laughs> side <laughs> buff like enough what's right. the point of me if there's no point me riding or dying and you're just you're just on some <laughs> some one bedroom council flat I might as well be riding or dying when there's some pee involved. Mm. So I don't understand why men have a difficulty with the quid pro quo that they seem to, of, of, I want this from you. I want you to be ride or die. You've got to be great looking. You've got to be a fantastic cook. You've got to be this. You've got to be that. But then when the woman comes forward and tries to have her choices, which is, well, basically, I want to make sure that when I am out here riding, <laughs> I'm riding in comfort. Yeah. It's like, what did Future say? You'd rather be, you'd rather be happy. Wouldn't you rather be happy in a? I don't know what car he said. Like he said something like, "Would you rather be um, sad? No, happy in a Bentley or crying in a Datsun or something <laughs> like that." I, but you know, he's making the point. Yeah. And what if he's allowed to say stuff like that? Then what is it? Why future is it? I know, but you know, no, future's I mean. the worst. <laughs> Future's a shameful, the, the shameless worst. Fuckery, that's him. I know, it's just He's them the cheap ones though. <laughs> so, um, I'm just saying, like, I, I don't think that there's anything wrong with a woman saying that she wants to, um, she doesn't want to be with the dude hanging out the passenger side, mm. but rather she wants to be with the dude that owns the ride i don't think that there's anything wrong with that um and i don't know why in some parts of some communities they seem to commend to certain women this idea of struggle love i'm not in the i'm listen you know me <laughs> this boat race ain't born to struggle <laughs> none of this is born to struggle listen but why is that why are men so bent out of shape um with that and why why do they come down hard on women um, and want to talk about oh what's that thing what did I just say gold digging mm. what's wrong with gold digging I don't understand no like seriously <laughs> answers on a postcard what is wrong with gold digging <laughs> objectively speaking what's wrong with gold I, digging do you know what I find with the with the term gold digging I personally wouldn't do it but, but what, okay, so what is gold digging? What is gold digging to you? To me, gold digging to me is mm -hmm. potentially using someone to kind of to through kind of false pretenses. Right, okay. Yeah, for me, that's gold okay. digging. It's like if you don't like someone, but you like them for their money or for whatever material value that they have, but you're prepared to just kind of just stay with them. Yeah, because that's, of, that's, that's to me, yeah. that's the ultimate gold digging. Okay, okay. But, but I've, but do you, I but do, do that. Do you accept that some guys use the term gold digging for women that just say, oh, yeah, they want to date loosely, they want to date at this standard? Yeah. yeah. And Way it's not that they, when they're dating at this standard, they don't like the dude. Yeah, yeah, I like the dude, but I also like the accoutrements in his yeah. life. And that's fine. It's like, hang on. And I also find that, um, okay, so let's say we have a couple and they've been dating for, you know, a certain amount of years. And within that, within those years, you know, things have been bought, things have been exchanged and then mm -hmm. they have like a messy breakup. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All of a sudden I've, I've seen from personal experience, not 
not for myself, but for other people, mm -hmm. you know, all of a sudden the woman that was in that relationship, she was the gold digger because I gave her X, Y, and Z, mm. but you're in a relationship together. And it ain't, it ain't, it ain't tricking if you, if right, you got it. Exactly. Like <laughs> you were together <laughs> and it's only because it ended badly all of a sudden now she's the gold digger. So yeah. you didn't know that the whole time that you were with her. But you were buying these things freely. But this is it. So and I don't that's understand. The, and the thing is, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's the quid pro quo of any relationship. Right. And that's why I don't understand why men, some men get kind of like, they weaponize these words. And mm. like, I'm not really that chick that that can get weaponized against, you mm. know, because the thing is, I make gold. Yeah. So yeah. I can, I can say I want to date there. Mm. And I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to be apologetic about that. But even if I, even if I didn't, I can still say, you know what? I'm here. Mm. All right. I make gold. I want to date platinum. Mm. What's wrong do you know, with that? Do you know, it's interesting. I find that guys that are on the, oh, well, you know, you should go for a guy that's, you know, modest and, you know, doesn't, isn't, you know, this big flashy person and blah, blah, blah. And then if you were to put the question to them, okay, what would you accept your daughter to date? Would you tell her Don't to go for Don't. the for the for the bottom ranking type Go of person because it reflects poorly on her if she makes the decision to pick somebody who might be, you know, well off. Mm -hmm. Because you know, if you do that, that means people are gonna think that you're a gold digger. I think I think Or are you gonna tell your daughter to go for exactly. top they're of the never, top? They're exactly. You're gonna tell her to go for top of the top every time. Exactly. As long as it's not what you just said, like they're only dating someone for their money and you don't even really like them and it's all mm. under false pretenses. That, I mean, to that's me, is a very definition of the gold digger. To me, see, yeah. that's not... But, but that, funnily enough, that is not what I think about when certain dudes are using that term. They are not really talking about people that are... I don't really think with their heart they think that people are dating people that they actually don't like. Yeah. I think they tend to weaponize it and use it against women who determine for themselves and use their own agency to say, mm. listen, this is where I want my man to be. Mm. This is where I want my, my hunter-gatherer to be. <laughs> this is what I want him to be bringing home. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I want him to have. Yeah, but it's but but it's but it's it seems perfectly okay for on the flip side men to be able to say, well, I want my woman to look like this, and I want my woman to be able to cook like this, mm -hmm. and I want my woman to be able to to be this kind of you know stereotypical woman. Yeah. It's okay for that, but why can't we pull on the stereotype mm -hmm. of men being the the provider and say, well, this is the kind of provision I want. <laughs> <laughs> provision. Yeah, but this is it. If, you, if, we're gonna, if we're gonna do roles, if you're expecting me to look a certain way, like you said, if you're expecting me to do X, Y, and Z, why can't I have expectations of you then? Yeah. Based primarily on, on gender roles. Mm? Yeah. Do you wanna do it on my phone? Oh, that's all right, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so yeah, it's interesting. So like I said, um, guys, if you could let us know what it is about that particular song that has grated, your, grated on you for so long, for 20 years, we'd like to know. Mm. Like we said, Dane has spoken about in his one of, one of his stand-ups. Um, the guy was very passionate about, you know, the entire song, you know, name-checking Candy and everything. <laughs> he knew a mm -hmm. hell of a lot more than what I did. So I just find it really interesting. So yeah, um, <laughs> Can I think of a song that um, that women kind of 
look at as the song that kind of ruined it for women in terms of selecting a man or no i can't actually Can i you? can't uh not that really. was a big hit. No, I can't actually. You mean the the, the flip side? So yeah, because even that pigeon song, like you knew about no, it, but it wasn't. Knows. Nobody yeah. knows about that. <laughs> nobody laugh. was feeling it like that. Um, nobody knows about that tune. Nobody weren't checking for that tune. Candy <laughs> made money off the, the the Scrubs tune, though. Maybe that's what's burning people. <laughs> she made a shitload of money. So She's and then think about and think about it. So Candy, where she is in terms of the the money stakes, is Candy not allowed to say? I don't want this, mm. you know. And she's thriving. She's thriving. <laughs> but the thing is, she didn't even she didn't even go for that. Like people were her mum was trying to tell her that mm. her current husband, like when she was dating him, he was like, Oh, he's apparently beneath her. Mm -mm. This, this, and that. You know, it's it's I don't know. It's weird. I just feel like guys, man, just don't if you if you're not up to whatever the woman's pitching herself at. Don't worry, yeah. just drop out the race, man. There's no shame in it's that. It's fine, it's okay. I'm sure you'll get a car next week and you don't have in to be in the passenger side anymore. Right? It's just a car, like, don't and just worry remember, about it. You just remember as well, hit dogs holler the loudest. <laughs> so. Tell me about it. Jeez. Anyway, let's move on. Jess Hilarious. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. She's yes. in a world of trouble yes. right about now. Um, I don't Is know. She's even funny though. She just she does more Gosh. commentary commentary than actual comedy. Yeah, I find. I just know her name know just being in the up in the comments in the shade room. But go yeah, on. Yeah, that's yeah, that's and she's more known for that. I guess yeah. that's probably a way of her kind of connecting and reaching people and getting her brand of comedy out there. But um, yeah, she's a new comic if you like and. She is in a world of trouble simply because she filmed herself um, getting on board in a plane in front of her um, in the queue of the plane with two Sikh gentlemen. Right. And she was kind of, you know, well, she was saying that she was scared or like, oh, my God, she's really concerned or something like that. Because these guys were getting on the plane. Yeah. So I think she's like, I think it was um, an IG live feed. Right. So I think people started getting at her like saying, why are you profiling these men? Yeah. You know, it's really out of order to do that. So. Didn't she also point them out though? Did she actually Yeah, point she did. Them she kind of like, you know, you can zoom in mm. on, um, on people when you're mm, film mm, as you're mm. filming. She did that and you can see their turbans and everything. She's mm. like, oh my God, you know, mimicking the fact oh, that she's scared and everything. That sounds so So obviously gross. people are having a go at her. So rather than, you know, thinking about actually, I just profiled two people who don't even know I'm here. I'm yeah, their own as a black woman. Yeah, and getting on black. the plane. <laughs> she decides that. to get back on her IG live and just double down, mm. telling people that, you know, you're going to listen to me and like, you know, you don't understand. Like they were taken off the plane later. Nobody explained why. And it's like, there could be 101 reasons why they were taken off the plane. Why have you gone straight and to... And that's continuing to profile them, by yeah, the way. Yeah, yeah, terrorism, they think. And she was just doubling down, doubling down. And it was just like, Jess. And the biggest point of this story is that, obviously, the shooting that happened in New Zealand actually right. coincided with this going on altogether. So yeah. she's claiming that she didn't actually know the shooting had happened until after yeah. people have pointed out the fact to her that what why are you doing this sort of thing mm. 
So now she's on um, social media with her phone in her hand, apologizing, saying she doesn't, oh, didn't the know apology. the difference between Sikhs and Muslims and that she, she then says that she knows Muslims because she's Muslims got Muslims are in, in her, her family. family. And it was just, just stop. You're just wrong and strong and everything. And it's just, it's disappointing because A, like you said, she's a black woman. Mm. If we know about profiling, mm. if no one don't know about it, we definitely know about it. So I don't know why she took it upon herself to mm. actually do that. It might be that she didn't know about the New Zealand shooting. Cause you know, sometimes you're in the airport mm. and you're going from, you know, whatever. Yeah, you can miss Yeah, news. you can miss certain information. Yeah. So I believe her on that. However, whether or not that shooting happened or not, yeah. you still profiled these these gentlemen who didn't have anything to do with you, didn't know who you were mm. from a can of paint, mm. just so that you can entertain your little followers. Mm. That's so, not funny. It's definitely not funny. And wh where I want to get to out of this is, um, there are two there are two angles to it as um a black woman or a black person mm. do you think do you feel like there should be more you should be more sensitive to stuff like that because it all derives from the same place doesn't it yeah i do but i also believe that sometimes and this goes for a lot of people Mm. irrespective of race mm. is that we get really caught up in certain things and then sometimes we forget ourselves mm. and forget that actually we're also we are also victims of what we're i'm doing yeah to these people yeah right here mm. and i particularly think if you're somebody who's quite well known on social media mm. and if you make a lot of your money that way and if you interact with your fans in that way everything's got to be filmed i've got to film this i've got to film that i've got to mm. film this i've got to film that and i think probably in her head she wasn't even thinking about mm. you know about the consequences of the what she did she's just thinking oh i just need to film this 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 comes across as funny mm, mm, mm. you know the thing the, so the other thing that i just wanted to say is what what are the boundaries on comedy because you know, that's we, it we, yeah we um had that sorry we had that um i think we had a similar debate about that before i think when we were speaking to was it Ori styler i can't remember we were talking about comedic license right and from what I can remember, and this is the thing with um, comedians, because because they're comics, they feel like they, they can say pretty much whatever they want. Right. Um, and I, I'm not of that, I'm, I personally, I'm not of that thinking. I think timing mm. is everything. Timing is definitely everything. I think as well, if you're gonna approach a certain subject, you need to do it in such a way that it is actually comedy and not, just taking the piss yeah and just being insulting and being insensitive yeah you, you want people to think about what you're talking about in the yeah. large in the, the you know yeah the, the broader sense yeah you but don't be reaching for low-hanging fruit isn't, isn't, the prob isn't the problem with that approach though that not everyone is going to find everything funny yeah but that's just and then thing, yeah. yeah so then so then if you've got that then you may a, a comedian may try to tackle um a particular subject and you might not find that comedian funny mm. so you don't find their tackling of that subject funny whereas other people might might do yeah so does that do that's you, a do risk that you take boy yeah. especially as a comedian if you're going to yeah. be like i've got comedic license you have to know that mm. not everything that you do is going to be gonna funny and it's going to be received funny well. yeah 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 and i think 
that's when the kind of doubling down kind of irritates me a little yeah. bit because there are a lot of comedians that actually don't understand that. They literally just think, Kevin I Hart. can joke <laughs> about anything and yeah. everything. Yeah, Kevin Hart is a prime example yeah. of that. Yeah. He's somebody that doubles down, doubles down all the time. Yeah. I remember the, the Thanksgiving yeah. picture mm-hmm. and, you know, he got irritated at the fact that people were saying to him, yo, you know, what's with this cowboy and Indian thing? And mm. it's like... All you needed to do is kind of do a little bit of research as to why people were upset. Yeah. And you would have got it. If you did your research and you found that, you know, actually what people are actually having a go at me is a little bit frivolous and stupid, then fair enough. But what they were saying wasn't frivolous and stupid, given the fact that, you know, yeah. the, the the theme of your party was literally something that was, you know, problematic yeah. to, you know, a whole a whole group of people who are no longer here yeah. with us. Yeah. Talking about Native Americans. Mm. Mm. And I, mm. do you know what I also found weird about that is, um, which one-year-old, two-year-old, or any child in 2018-2019 is interested in cowboys and Indians? Every child exactly. that I know, if it ain't Marvel comics, if it isn't football or something like that. So I, I think... That theme was done more for him and his wife than it was for the child. Because I don't know any child that's kind of interested in that. So I find that really weird. But, you know, you were told... I always think as well, when you're actually told by a multitude of people the same thing, Mm. it's a bit like the the Stacey Dooley incident. (laughs) No, it's a bit like the... (laughs) My experiment worked. What? (laughs) I'm not going to do this today. Trying to be good in Alright, so you know when certain people go in line and they say certain things and it's like everyone is telling you the same thing rather than like paying attention and like let me do a bit of research and see what people are talking about, you know, because clearly they think I'm talking at the side of my neck. So once you do your research and you see actually, I can see their point, then you kind of get it. Then you don't have to go back online talking about how we're stupid <laughs> and you're the only smart person you're in the, the room. You the yeah, only smart on the one whole on the whole planet. <laughs> Everyone else is wrong, but you the you the you the smart one, yeah. Okay, big up. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so Jess. Hopefully she learns from this. That, mm. You know, I know that cancel culture is real. That's another thing that I wanted yeah. to come to. Is cancel culture getting out of hands? Do you know what? Or I, is it is it is it is it a good is it a good this is the thing. boot up I, the I, ass I, I, for people yeah. who just overstep cancel culture? One minute I'm like for it, one minute I'm against it. Yeah. But I think do you know what? Cancel culture is actually necessary. Mm. And also as well, you need to also know to forgive people but you can only forgive people if the person that has been cancelled has actually changed their behavior yeah do you understand what i'm saying so yeah. people are like no no i don't believe in it at all blah no certain people forget cancel <laughs> certain that people just people. certain people just just need to go <laughs> r kelly cancel cancel is rotted we don't need that anymore because my man has been doing what he's been doing for 30 plus years his behavior hasn't changed so what am i forgiving yep what am yep. I forgiving? Cancel uh, may, that. Maybe cancel an unpopular, and maybe an unpopular opinion because I know people are, jo- uh, are torn on this one. But mm. for me, Bill Cosby, cancel. Right there, you go. Canceled. Make your own decisions as to who you want to cancel. I'm not having nobody telling me that you can't do that. I can do the fuck I want. Yep. If somebody's 
spirit and somebody's moral compass doesn't align with mine and mm -hmm. it's so far mm -hmm. left mm -hmm. I don't want it mm -hmm. near me I don't agree with what you are I don't mm -hmm. agree with what you're about you haven't made any effort to change or even to do any research into what the grievance is that as to why we're cancelling you yep. so you can you can disappear it's fine yep you know yeah and if those if there are people out there who've been cancelled and they've made an active effort to actually change then I'm all for like you know what cool mm. I've seen because we can all fuck up yeah. okay so on our on our insta live before it just got interrupted yeah. um <laughs> Ray Ray if I remember the name because I can't see it on the screen anymore Ray Ray's ex said yeah. cancel culture cancel culture is becoming I think he said is becoming black people's favorite word it's starting to lose effect mm. discuss do you think it's starting to lose effect do you think we're doing it too much I think, do you know what, what it is with black people? We have meant so many different things, yeah. Mm. And then it turns into this big kind of mm. thing that go, that people get tired of quite quickly. Mm. We're actually very good at creating new things all the time. And I think people are just bored. Mm. They'll move on to something else and there'll be another thing yeah. that's similar to like cancel culture. It'll probably be renamed something but else. I don't, I don't think it is losing effect. We are, we are answering that question really. Mm. Raise X. I don't think that it is losing effect, to be honest with you. I feel as though it may be being overutilized, mm. but when it's real and it and 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 it becomes powerful, and social media or Black Twitter or any other factions of social media get behind something and they say, "Nah, this is wrong. We are not having it anymore." this is cancelled for us mm. sometimes there's power in that. that yeah there's power in that and it does make you know it does make certain um corporations businesses even industries stand mm. up and say boy are we and gonna at, yeah no you're right look at all the like the certain brands out there like h&m and dove and mm -hmm. all of those mm -hmm. huge brands mm -hmm. that make mm -hmm. loads of money mm -hmm. out of mm -hmm. us and the thing is, I, th I think as well, because some, some people may say, yeah, well, look at those brands. They haven't really changed because mm. one after the other, they keep skirting into this area mm, of, mm. you know, um, you know, just being racially insensitive and stuff like that. But I think one of the things that the cancel culture does is that it makes us, the consumers, recognize, hold on, should I be paying for that? And even if, if, even if something doesn't get canceled wholesale, even if it's like you say... Yeah. As one person, I don't really rock with them anymore. Mm. I don't really spend my black pound there anymore. Mm. You know, that's something. And that that derives from the cancel culture. Because mm. cancel culture doesn't just have to be en masse, all like lemons. Ah, oh, we're all against Miley Cyrus. Mm. Ah, she's cancelled. Oh, we're all against this one. They're cancelled. It can just be like, you know what? There's the uproar. And then you'll find there will be pockets of people principled people who will say you know what? i'm not about that anymore mm. i'm not going to buy that person's music anymore i'm not going to play that music in my club anymore i'm not going to wear those sneakers anymore i'm not going to do that anymore and i feel like there's there's nothing wrong with a little bit of cancel culture yeah. sometimes it needs to happen it, you mean it needs to happen because mm. we need to keep corporations on their toes mm. <clears throat> so there's that okay cool. anyway what's next hope that answers your question what's the per what was the person's name shares that was um, Ray's X. Ray's X. He said, black people's favorite word is cancel. It's losing effect. I don't agree. 
<laughs> well, thanks right, for the cool. um, thank you topic. for like yeah for definitely for the um, input rather. Yeah, giving you two cents. Okay, so let's move on to Shady Corner versus You, you Are The Light. I don't know why we do this. I don't know. So Could one of you guys make us a theme tune yeah, for Shady Corner like versus You Are The Light? What's up with okay, that? Okay, so Shady Corner, let's start off with the negative stuff and get, get it out the way. Um, mm. Oh, uh, sorry, Cheryl. I forgot to mention this to you at the top of the of the show when we were um, discussing some of our topics. But um, I did want to mention um, Kodak Black and Young M.A. Oh, we've got to talk about that before we move on. I just, yeah. We do um, want to talk about that. Uh, we do need to talk about that. So my head hurt when I saw this video. So Kodak Black, let me just, uh, let me just ask you about Kodak Black. What is Kodak Black? What, what do you mean no, just in like, terms what is of a he? human being? Or? Yeah, what is he? Because he just looks know. like some ugly splodge to me. Know. What I is really he? I really don't know. I'm confused. I'm really confused, confounded, dumbfounded, <laughs> upset, disgusted, moved. I try not to pay him too much in mind simply because when I've seen him in interviews, I'm just like, especially when he's talking about dark-skinned black women already, I'm like... I don't he want nothing to do with views. you. He's just disgusting as far as I can see. So the other day he was on his IG live um, talking about Young M.A. who's another rapper. She's a lesbian rapper. I love Young M.A. as well. Who's amazing. Have you heard that? Have you heard that MX2 bust down? Yes. Bust down. I, mean, I was like, oh, I want, I want to see you bust yeah. down. Like, yeah. No, her bust music down. is amazing. It's better than Cardi but, B's um, one. <laughs> Cardi anyway. B's one's a joke. <laughs> Just saying, you know I don't like Cardi B. <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, so she um, is annoyed and quite rightly so at Kodak Black because Kodak Black has taken it upon himself to create a song in where he name checks her and several other f- female rappers talking mm. about how he basically wants to sleep with them. Mm. So he then goes on his IG live because people are then asking him about it. Mm. So he makes a statement saying that um, he doesn't understand why a woman want, wouldn't want her pussy penetrated. So let's just talk about that for a That's second. Because no, 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 because no, because I think it, I think it went further than that. Because I heard because I didn't actually really lock into the the, yeah. the the issue, but I heard that young. Young Ma actually was on her Instagram mm. live, and she's telling, she's saying yeah, like, she I'm offended saying, I'm by not that. On it at and all. once again, what happened? Mm. Doubling down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doubling Ooh, what's down. Wrong with like, what's wrong with us? What's wrong with you? The man is currently on um, a rape child. He's going to have to go to um, trial to defend himself. And I'm like, you, 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 you're. Is if this is how you speak, as far as I'm concerned, whatever they said you did, you did it. What's mm-hmm. it what was that meme that was going around a couple of years? If that oh, it was um 50 cent in power, whatever they mm-hmm. said he did, that man did that shit. That's what I'm on right now because I'm like, if you don't have any concept of why a woman wouldn't want her pussy penetrated, especially by someone like yourself, mm-hmm. then Clearly, what that says to me is that you don't have no understanding, no concept of the fact that women and their pussies <laughs> belong to them. Yeah. Pussy it power. Ain't got nothing to do with you unless the woman says, yes, you, me, aren't you? Yeah. But she's not said that. In fact, she explicitly said that you're weird. Yeah. And you and are on top weird. Of it, let me tell let me tell you, let me tell you the um the put this up there, please. Yeah. Let me tell you the reality of um the reality of his comments as mm. well because i thought this was really interesting when i read it so it's 
you know, it's not my unique view. I read it and I, I agreed with it. That it really showed up the um, the 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 kind of relationship between rap mm. and its culture, and unfortunately, rape culture, mm. because here is this man talking about who's gonna get it, Mm-mm. and then you have <coughs> young Ma or young Ma. And, you know, she may not want guys, mm. but she's she's a woman mm, at the end mm, of the day. Mm. And she's saying, no, I don't want it. Mm. And then he's doubling down and it's like, nah. I don't understand why you don't. You First don't. of all, have you seen yourself? <laughs> Wait a minute. But that's why you're on a rape charge because you <laughs> yeah. don't understand. But this is it. That's why you're the on a rape charge. The lack of understanding is like, oh my God. So you just, yeah. just out here talking grief. Yeah. And, and also... It's it starts to talk about it starts to feed into you know I know everyone's like eh, it's Elat's favorite word it's not it's the patriarchy of it all mm. because it's only operating in the patriarchy that a guy could talk about so freely about throwing basically his sexual advances on somebody yeah that person then is like no I'm not about that life and then it's like outrage from the guy yeah 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 not like oh sorry ma i didn't mean it like that you know no effect. it's like outrage from the guy like or t- talking about like her sexuality is i don't i'm not i'm not feeling guys mm. but it's like forget all that it's what i want it's that dominance yeah, it's what i yeah. want and that really is rape culture because rape is not about sexual attraction rape is about dominance and mm, power mm. And, and 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 overriding somebody else's agency and power and just just violating that, and that's essentially what he's illustrating, and that's why that that's why I find it particularly distasteful, to be honest with so you. So, just playing devil's advocate, do you think that in his head, that him saying that is like complimentary in the he sense he thinks it is? Yeah, he thinks it is. Like, yeah, but I just wanna, you know, I just he thinks I can't it just is. Say it. I just want to be with you intimately, like I'm paying you a compliment. Yeah, he, so he... I can't even play he devil's th- advocate he, with this. He it's just thinks, so difficult. He thinks, this is why you should never play devil's yeah, advocate. I as just, people I say, the devil has enough advocates. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, he thinks that that is supposed to be some kind of, as you said, some kind of compliment. Mm. And again, that is why it builds into there is no regard for what she wants. Yeah. There's no regard for her... her, her I've said it a few times in the show, her agency, her consent, there's no regard for her sexuality. There's Mm -hmm. no regard for that. And that is, unfortunately, those are part of the constructs of rape culture. Mm -hmm. And people are here backing him and saying she's overreacting. This is where we are. I'm sorry. I was so, when I heard that, I was like, (gasps) like that. Because it just made me, and I think as well, men don't fully understand that we, you know, we do, we talk about rape culture and we talk about sexual assault and, you know, all of these things. I don't think they fully understand how much of a huge fear it is for women for us to leave our house on a daily basis, knowing that potentially this could happen to us. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, we're not saying that every man is a potential rapist, but what we're saying is there is a high chance that we know and we have to use certain safeguards in order for us to, like, go from point A to point B 
just to make sure. You know what? It's like that. So I'm so sorry to cut across you yeah. like that, but it's like that saying. I don't remember who made up the saying, but I've heard it a few times. Men worry that women will laugh at them. Mm. Women yeah. worry that men will kill or rape them. Mm. And it sounds so wild mm. at first, but when you think about yeah, it, yeah. when you think about, and we've talked about, I think we talked in season one about the advances of men and why it can sometimes make you feel uncomfortable. Part of making you feel uncomfortable is because you don't know where it's going to go to. You can, you can reject a seemingly friendly but irritating mm, advance mm. and suddenly find yourself confronted with violence. Yeah, You can reject or, or, or try to ignore or play off and advance and find yourself confronted with sexual violence, yeah. sexualized violence. Yeah. Whereas what are men worried about in terms of them approaching a woman or what? Well, actually know, someone just, on our IG live feed said they're um, worried about the rejection, basically. That's it. That's what, and that's yeah. what I said in that phrase. Men are worried that women will laugh at them. Women are worried that men will snap and kill them. Or rape them. Like, that's the reality of it. That's where we are. And that's, like, until until men realise how real it is. Just mm. think about, like, I know this is going to sound so cliched, but just I, I just want men to just think about all the women in their life mm. that they have good speaking relationships with. Go and ask them. Mm. Go and ask them and they will tell you. If you drill down on the subject, it's not a lie. Mm -mm. La, there was a day I was going out. So I drove to, this is, this is not about men's approach. This yeah. is about as a woman, mm. just things that you just have to think of. So I'm going out. I know that I'm coming back late. I'm, I'm driving, but I'm only driving to the tube station because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hop on um, London Transport. So where I parked near my near my main local tube station, mm. it was like on a road behind like a building. Mm. And then I got there and I sat in my car and I thought, nah, you know why? It's a very short road. Yeah. It's just a little kind of like turning road. But I'm like, when I come out of the station and I have to walk behind, it's dark. Something mm. could happen to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that's, probably like a short little walk, but anything could happen. To yeah. Me. That is that, you remember when I, I I put in the group when I was coming back late that day? Mm, mm. I put in the group, can someone call me? I'm just walking into a car park and it's it's, re it's really dark yeah, around here. Yeah. And Yinks, shout out to Yinks, called mm, me. Because mm, mm. that those are the things that we think about. Yeah. What what is the danger we're thinking about? I'm not I'm not I'm not thinking about danger when I see another woman. I'm mm. thinking about thank God for placing this other woman here. <laughs> we're keeping each other company. Yeah, yeah. The fact of the matter is because of the culture that we are in, because you cannot necessarily say a guy walking next to you is just, that's cool. Nah, there's, mm. it exists. Mm. There's a certain fear. I told you, yeah. I, even on this podcast, I was talking about one time I was in South. <laughs> I remember I told you, yeah. and I was walking in some, some man stopping. I thought I was going to get kidnapped. Yeah. Now, some of my friends will tell you, you know what, Cheryl is is extra paranoid <laughs> anyway. That might be so. Yeah. But, but jokes it's still aside, there. Yeah, you just know, especially if somebody's walking up on you, you don't know them, you're like, like yeah. that. I'm uh, telling you, ask any woman, there is always that fear when you're out late, when you're on your own, or if you're just approached by a guy and he's doing that whole catcalling at whatever level it is. 
there is always that thought in your mind of where might this go? Mm. Where might this go if I don't politely kind of smile and mm. do you know what I mean? So not no, just think not about it harm his like, ego. Um, like I can remember being called a bitch for the first time. Like I think I was maybe about eleven. Like on my way to school. That's like by some guy who was trying to holler at me. Like way old, like some R. Kelly surviving R. Kelly man. <laughs> One of the alumni, clearly. <laughs> Um, fathers. <laughs> yeah, literally. I'm li- I'm in my school uniform, Cheryl. I'm oh, probably 10, 11, 12 at the that's most. Gross. And I'm walking, going to school, minding my own business. Yeah. And he's chatting to me. And I'm like, I'm scared. Like, I'm literally like nervous, but I'm just like, kind of like thinking to myself, okay, don't aggravate the man or don't irritate him in, in any kind of way. Mm. Just like politely just walk off and ignore him. Mm. So he sees me doing this. And then he turns around and is like, oh, you're a bitch anyway. Mm. I'm like 10, 11, 12. Like I'm a child. Yeah. And from, from that young age, and there's been many other times where I've done the same thing. Man's hollering at me. I'm not interested. And I'm yeah. going about my business and I'm being called out my name. And I don't fully think that men understand how fearful that is. Like imagine you're from a child, you're having to deal with that. And, and you're why having don't to- they understand? I don't know. It doesn't happen to them. It's, it's easy for people to be dismissive of something that they haven't experienced. Okay. And mm. as much as I, you know, when I talk to my male friends and I just say, look, just imagine it's your daughter, it's your mom, it's your this, it's your that. Mm. And I think sometimes some men kind of think that that doesn't happen to the women that they know. Mm. When it happens to all women, like you said, speak to your mom, speak to your sister, speak to your nieces, speak to you know, women that are close to you, they will mm. all tell you very, very, very scarily similar stories, Sorry. right? So yeah. when we say to you, this rape culture thing is real, real. when we hear Kodak Black talking about, you know, oh, I don't understand how a woman w- wouldn't want to be penetrated, but like- It's dehumanizing. It, it's, it's just like, it's gross. Whoa. I had a real, when he said it, I had a real visceral reaction because I wasn't expecting him to be so yeah. explicit and just so just crass yeah. with his language, but he yeah. meant what he was fucking saying. Like oh. he said it with, with that much strength in his chest. His words are as disgusting. Yeah, as and whilst words. people out there, oh, he was just joking. He was like, nah, man. No, that's not funny. That's, that, that shit that's is the just thing, not that funny. shit is not funny because that, is that's this those are the seeds of where it starts when you hear a man who's in the public eye talking about a woman like that Mm. it begins to dehumanize the essence of that woman and that spreads Mm. and then young people will think young men may think it's okay to address Mm. women like that it's okay to talk about women Mm. like that why do you think we've got me me too kind of popping off right now you not think it's a joke it's not a joke when we tell you that we've all had these very similar shared experiences Experiences. it's not a joke it is actually true like i said i experienced my first time ever having that from a grown-ass man at the age of 10 11 12 round about that round about that age Mm -hmm. imagine your daughter you know, having to go through that at 10 or 11 or 12. Someone called, I don't know what part of the discussion we were at, but someone called It's Crucial Jay Mm. said, a lot of women make fun of men who show emotions and Mm. vulnerability. They are deemed as being weak. Mm. I mean, I mean, yeah, that's the thing, but at the same time, like, which which poll did you take for a lot of women doing that? 
So okay. if somebody like pe- people get f- made fun of all the time. So is your response then to just be like, you know, I'm just going to act like I'm a bit rapey <laughs> to, to, to all women to redress the balance, yeah, to just make sure that, you know, they, <laughs> that know, they that know that I'm they're, not, they're, they're that only I'm not, I'm not weak. Their pussy penetrated by Gosh. the likes of me. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's the reality of it. Creature J, we're not making light of your yeah, comment. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. And that is nah, something that, you know, some women it. do. But you need to, as individuals, you've got to manage. You've got to manage things. people as individuals. Yeah. If a woman makes fun of a man who shows em, um, emotions and vulnerability, then that says not... more about the woman than it Fine, does about, about the man. On, like, you just find women yeah. that don't do that, of which there are plenty. Mm-hmm. We can't be coming with these weak ass. Oh, some women do this. So that's why men do that. No, 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 no. Mm. That's, that's, that's not it. <laughs> so, okay. So let's go on to the last segment of the show. Oh, hang on. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, sorry. We had to talk about, um, Yes, Jules and Murder Mook and Daniel Caesar all right, and all of this. Sorry, we have to talk about it because it popped off today. Let's get on. Um, yeah, so Yes, Jules is some Miami um, party planner mm-hmm. chick girl who knows a lot of rappers, mm-hmm. a lot of notable black men. And she, because she knows all of these people, because she's mm-hmm. involved in what we would deem as, you know, black black culture, whatever mm-hmm. that is. Um she has historically said some really problematic things on her Twitter. Mm-hmm. Most notably, she posted a picture of a, a T-shirt that says niggas ain't shit. Mm-hmm. And then she captioned it with saying, oh, do you think I should wear this to a festival? Um, consequently, Black Twitter got at her and was like, no, you can't wear that mm-hmm. T-shirt to a festival or to anywhere. Mm-hmm. And then she did the same, doubling down. Mm-hmm. What's the problem? Well, she could do that because she's got black men in her circle boosting her up and telling her, yeah, it's fine, whatever, mm. blah, blah, blah. So then I think um, Scotty Beam and Karen Civil, Scotty Beam is a presenter and I think she's a journalist as well. Don't quote, I think, is she a journalist? I think so. But basically she's also got a slot on Joe Budden's um, show on Revolt TV and Karen Civil, as we all know, if you don't know who Karen Civil is, she's done a lot. She like, what's it? She's like, does brands and she's she's just like proper entrepreneur and she's done a lot these are two very prominent black women who definitely definitely move the culture forward Mm -hmm. so they called her out on the the t-shirt that had the n-word on on there Mm -hmm. and yes jules had a problem with it so he had a problem with it so much so that she went on another podcast that was hosted by rapper murder mook and his um co-host can't remember his name but he's a white guy but essentially um she's sitting on there telling stories about um Karen Civil and Scotty Beam. And she also included Joe Budden in there, told some ridiculous story as a means I felt to mm-hmm. kind of bolster her kind of view mm-hmm. on why people hate her. And she's just got a terrible track record. She's made a track talking about, you know, just black women really disrespectfully. And she's been called out on it numerous times. So it's gotten to the point now where Daniel Caesar, who is a singer today, on his um, IG live, him and his drunk friends were talking about how, you know, why are black people so mean to white people? And it's like, what are you talking about? No, you know, black people, we're just far, far too sensitive. And, you know, she was just joking and joking about 
what, 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 I don't understand what the joke is. Like, please enlighten us. I don't think he us. understands what the joke is. I don't think he is. fully understands. So it just, like, I wasn't surprised at the, the, the you know, the, the cape flying, you know, black men that were, you know, trying to rescue this, this poor white girl from evil black women, you know, <laughs> basically calling her out that for her story. nonsense. Um, however, again, it goes down back to, we have cancel culture, but we also have doubling down when I'm <laughs> doubling wrong culture. That is a culture that needs to go. That's a culture because that it's needs like, to go. When you've been told several times, but again, a whole swathe of people telling you, you need to stop this. And if you're somebody that A, considers, considers yourself an ally mm. and B, you know, is profiting of, of black culture. As far as I'm concerned, if we tell you to stop the shit, that's what you're supposed to do. Mm. Don't come on no podcast talking about how, you know, Joe Budden is this and Karen Civil is this and blah, blah, blah. Because you don't want it for, from any three of them. All you do is frigging organized parties, okay? Mm. You're not create, recreating the wheel. That is literally what you do. And if it wasn't for black culture, you wouldn't even have a job, mm-hmm. yeah? So for you to start speaking at the side of your neck, disrespecting the likes of Karen Civil, Scotty Beam, and even Joe Budden, mm. you are bloody cheek. Mm. You are bloody cheek. And then you've got Murder Mook talking about how... Um, oh, yeah, you know, if I don't have a problem with you saying the N-word... As an individual, if he doesn't have a problem with it, he doesn't have a problem with it. That's yeah. his right. But at the same time, to actively tell this girl on a podcast that goes, that's beamed all over the world, that it's okay for her to do that. According to who? According to who? According to who? Because if she does some, that around me, Kate we're going to have a problem. Artist that's ready to just dive in and start telling people. It was ridiculous. It just looked like, look, she's not going to fuck you. Just stop this. You look stupid. You actually look stupid. So... Yeah, so you, um, Just Jill, not Just Jules, whatever the fuck her name is, Yes Jules, Murder Mook, and anyone else supporting this nonsense because, I'm, like I said, we've got too many talented black women out there that actually do drive the, the culture forward, like a Scotty Beam, like a Karen Civil, and you want to be sitting there trying to bolster, bolster this, this girl mm. who seems to think her poop don't stink because she's apparently got a... <laughs> Got a, she, apparently she's got a backside. So what? So what? How many backsides have we have we seen, Cheryl? Just like you know, walking down our local Halston, Brixton, wherever it is that we live. You're not special. You're really not. Really and I would have not. respected you more, Murder Mook, if you just said, look, I just want to fuck you. And you've just know done who it. These characters are. Anyway, it's probably just as well because when they inveigle your life and inveigle your day, <laughs> I sound like my mum, inveigle your life and inveigle your day, it's like, why are these people even allowed space, time, and opportunity to spout nonsense? That's it. And that's why we still need a good, healthy cancel culture. But this is it. Cancel culture is real. Let me tell you, use it at your will. Whoever you want to get rid of, just get rid of them because they're not doing anything. If they're not contributing, then why are they around? They've got to go. They've got to go, man. Get out of here, all of this nonsense. Yeah, cancel culture, you shouldn't have it. Why? (laughs) Why? I don't want you around me so you can piss off. Okay, so yeah. let's go on to... So you are the lights. So now that we've done talking about trash men like Kodak and Murder Mook and all these idiots that insist on being just idiots, let's move on to people who are just amazing and actually progressive mm-hmm. and actually use their brain to think. And we've got someone who's a UK favourite. Yeah, we've got two. Both of them are from the UK, mm-hmm. which is rare for us. <laughs> kind of shouting them out. But um, we need to shout out first things first. Um, condolences to um, 
presenter and weatherman Alex Beresford. If you know who Alex is, he's on um, Good Morning um, Britain. Um, I think it was just last week he kind of interjected into a debate that was going on about um, knife crime. Right. And they had three um, men on the panel talking to Piers and Susanna about mm. knife crime and about what they should do. And Alex happened to be in the studio at the time when it was happening. Mm. And just when they were being asked the question, you know, what do you think we should do about knife crime? I think one of the panel members was literally talking about how they should build more prisons you know, to put more people in. And at that point, Alex was like, no, like what you're saying doesn't make any sense. You guys are all talking from a place of privilege. Most of these kids that you're talking about didn't have the lifestyle that you that you had. And basically just kind of and you said, made the point. They're not thinking about prison. Then, yeah, exactly. When they're it's out like prison there fearfully carrying work. knives or when they're out there offensively carrying knives, they're not thinking about yeah. prison at either all. way. At all. So that's not going to be, I keep saying, mm. I, you know, and I, I accept that it has to be, um, you know, a holistic solution to this issue that we have at the moment and a holistic tackling but it is not going we are not we are not we are not and i say again we are not going to be able to to prosecute our way out of it mm. and that brings us on to the next guy that we're putting into yeah, the light and that's a, a, Carla, a Carla for some of his comments and um, I didn't watch it because I don't watch Good Morning Britain. Do you know what? I don't want to say that they're comments. I want to say that, that they are facts because the man came with facts yeah. and stats. And that's what I yeah. love. That's what we all love about Akala. It's yeah. like, if you're going to invite people on your show, invite people who know what they're talking about. But this is Invite this people is, who is, actually this study. Is, this is why I prefaced what I said mm. with, I don't watch Good Morning Britain. Mm. And I've made that point in the group before. Yeah. And yeah. this is what we talk about in terms of for yourself, you can do your own personal cancelling. And mm. that's my personal cancelling. Mm. I'm not going to give my eye or my viewership to it. But one of the things that they do, and I know because then you do, you get, do get to hear about what goes on and you right. do get to see things posted on social media, is that they, they invite on the buffoons <laughs> that are supposedly. And remember, this Good Morning Britain, it's not Good Morning London. It's not good morning South. It's not good morning Northwest. Mm. It's good morning Britain. This is going nationwide. Wide, yeah. So when you have these so-called representatives that they, they, they scrabble around for and bring on, and I always seem to see, it seems to be black guys out there showing the whole of their nyash, talking mm, nonsense mm, mm. about certain issues. These things, these, these, these views are being beamed nationwide. And it's done for a reason. So I'm not really on the Good Morning Britain. Yeah. I fully train, understand. But, I, can see, but yeah. I heard and I did see Akala was on there. And you're right, he came with facts. And one of the things that he said was when you look at places that have had this issue before, and he uses a, an example that we might all know about, mm. which is Glasgow, when um, Glasgow was like the murder. Um, area the murder capital yeah. of of the UK. You know they tackled it, and mm. it's been it's been brought right down. But it wasn't they didn't tackle it, and it, it wasn't brought under control mm. by prosecutions and yeah, long yeah, prison yeah. sentences yeah. and, and criminalising. And also they didn't kind of say the the white problem or the white right. and white that's crime. A sec- that's a, that's yeah. a second issue. But the way they the way in which they dealt with it um, was very different. And he makes the point that if that worked. Why is that not being utilized here? Mm. Is it because it's it, it's because it's young black boys and there is some kind of um, underlying sort of racist thought 
that black people are inherently predisposed to violence mm, mm. and predisposed to criminal crim, criminal behavior and so that's the way to tackle them by by continuing to throw the full force of the law which mm. we know is not going to work mm. and also you make the point that you were saying about um my mind's gone blank what? About it being race, um, yeah, race related. About it, it always being put out there mm. as a racial issue. Yeah, and it's not a it's racial not. issue. It's so not a racial mm. issue. It is like in this moment in time, it appears to be, and it is um, young black men but it's not the black mm. it's not the black descriptor of them it's not the african and mm. caribbean descriptor of them that is causing them to behave in this way it's something completely different mm. so this is not a black crime it's not a black issue mm. it is still a societal issue and he he you know he made that point more eloquently than i can and you're right that mm. is that is the very reason why akala it's, needs it's, to go it's into interesting the interesting because obviously akala's um mixed race mm. so i think he made the point that if he was to commit a crime against another black person mm. he would be class it would be classed as a um black, black on, on black, black crime. crime but it's like i'm half white so then mm. what does it make it then mm. What if I kill somebody who's also mixed race? Mm. Then mm. then what? What mm. is it? Mixed race or mixed race? Mm. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm. So it's like, it's almost like as if to say, oh yeah, you know, the, the negative side of him, which is the black side. So therefore it makes yeah. it black on black. And yeah. they don't actually see the danger of it. Yeah. And I think Alex made the point again, because he came back after um, his um, cousin was um, was killed. He came back onto the show and said, you know, he was still very much adamant about his opinion mm. is that we need to do, we need to change the narrative of how the media like to portray black, um, black people. Mm. And then he, they posted a picture of him and his, his friends He's like 95% of my friends are all black. Mm. None of them have any criminal records. Mm. They're all businessmen. They're all, you know, they, they, they own things. They're leaders in their community, mm -hmm. their fathers, their mm -hmm. this, their that. It was, it was just like, why can't we use this image in the Daily Mail? Why can't we use this image in the mirror? Why is it always, you know, perfect example of what happened in New Zealand and the way that um, story was um, reported, you know, mm. calling the angelic boy. Yeah, calling him be. an angelic boy. It's mm. like, hang on a minute. If this and little using boy his is, baby pictures, yeah, yeah, and then using his baby pictures and you're like, but yet yeah, Shamina ba Begum, Begum just a week ago, is every evil thing under the sun. So why does the, you know, the, the angelic white boy not get the same treat, the same treatment as Shamina? I don't like, what's going on here? We so know what it is. It is really important about changing the narrative. I'm so glad that Akala and Alex have both used their platforms in this way. Mm. I will also say that this is the most quiet we've ever seen peers on morning TV. And what made me laugh is that people were on Twitter kind of giving peers a high five and saying, oh, well done for listening and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, are you lot, are you lot stupid? I said, We're gonna firstly, need to stop giving people but this is well it. I'm like, for if the you, basics. Do you think Piers Morgan is stupid? Do you think he didn't do his research on who Akala is? He mm. knows he can't be on national TV having this young black boy literally spin him into the ground with facts. So we had to shut up and allow him to mm. speak because it's like, you're not going to outdo him. And I do know that people have been asking for Akala to come on that show for a while. Mm. So the reason why he had to shut up 
is because he had to shut up mm. and just let him speak. And there were moments in there where he was trying to, you know, when you, somebody's trying to jump on the point as if to say, yes, I'm making the same point before. Mm. So why did you not get that when um, Justin Finlayson, who is another guy that was on there, I know that he listens to the show. Hi, mm. Justin. Um, he represents United Borders. He, he too came with absolute facts as well. And his son has been affected by knife crime, I think he was also attacked. But yeah, he's somebody that can actually see the way that the media portrays, you know, me and my mm. son, even though my son's a victim, he's still not seen as a victim in the eyes of the general public yeah. because mainstream media like to portray black boys like my son. Who are the victims as, of crime as something yeah, must be involved in something. Forgetting that he's a victim, but no, when he walks the street, when people look at him, when the police approach him, he mm. he's the devil, he's the demon. We need to do something oh, about that. Yes. And mm. that is the point that you've been missing all along. You keep banging on about race and knife and it's just really ridiculous. So again, shouts out to Justin, shouts out to Alex, shouts out to Akala for just being positive black men and just using- Justin went to my primary school. Did he? Yeah. Oh. Shouts out to <laughs> And just using your platform as, as you should do and just really making people see that, nah, you're not going to paint us as demons and devils and just 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 awful people. It's just not going to happen. Mm. You know? Okay, so, so yeah. who... We've done shades, though. We've yeah, already done shades. We're going to end on the light. light. So we, that was us, two girls on the mic. That was it, Thank man. you for all of those who joined us live. Doesn't mean that you're not going to give your listenership to the podcast. <laughs> And we out of here. We out of here. Bye. Bye. <laughs>